Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. And we appreciate you joining us here today as we continue our Meet the Class episodes of Believe in Titans. Today we're talking about fourth round pick Rashad Weaver defensive end slash outside linebacker from the University of Pittsburgh. We'll discuss what all the Titans are going to be getting from that player, and we'll obviously discuss his legal issue that is really it's up in the air right now as far as what might happen there, but we will kind of give you the basics, what's the latest there since we've last talked about it. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action. And Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. D, I'm kind of I'm in the swing of things, man. I I'm loving the NBA playoff action. Been getting in on a lot of the over unders as it relates to the the Brooklyn Milwaukee series. Also getting into I mean that Jazz Clippers series. It just yeah. seems like the home team has just been running away with each game. But I don't know. We'll continue to keep up with all of those. I'm trying to learn more about baseball, but thanks to Bet Online, I at least like that gives me a reason to get in on the action, as we like to say. But Bet Online, they got what you need. Go check them out today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. D, we're continuing our conversation talking about this Titans 2021 NFL draft class. But before we talk about that, man, I just want to ask you, dude, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm actually feeling really good. You know, it's just hot, man. It's like 190 degrees down here in Texas. You know, I think we're getting close to 200 degrees. But uh, other than that, everything's fine. If some of this heat can go away, I wish the rain would come back. And that's what I was telling you last week. I'm not going to complain until 
what June or July hits. Well, I'm complaining now, man. It is. Well, we're in the hot. middle of June, so I don't even, <laughs> te- technically, I don't even think summer started yet. So uh, that's what's scary, man. It feels <laughs> like it's like 180 degrees down here, man. You can't even go outside. It's so hot. But other than that, everything's great, buddy. Good. Well, I hope I hope you get a little bit of a cold front to come through. Right now, it's it's not feeling too bad in East Tennessee, so I I'm not gonna complain just yet and. If it does, I just go dive in the lake and try to cool off and then hop back on up and, and keep talking as I get more and more excited about this Tennessee Titans football team as we start gearing up towards the season. I mean, on Tuesday, mandatory minicamp started, so the players are here, man. They're they're getting some reps in, starting to figure out, Mike Rabel and company, what this team is possibly going to look like once we see them take the field. Not a whole lot that has happened from mandatory minicamp, I mean... You've been through those days. You kind of remember. It's it's not yeah. like it's a whole lot to write about or no. dive into. If, if no. something were big news that was going to break, we'd we'd definitely get into it. But no, nah, man, we're going to continue talking about our Titans 2021 draft class. And today we're getting into the fourth round pick, 135th pick overall, Rashad Weaver out of Pittsburgh. This is a guy, redshirt senior, did miss the 2019 season due to an ACL injury, but he was one of Pittsburgh's best players on that defensive line unit. Some argue he's the best player to come out of Pittsburgh from that position group since Aaron Donald. So that's some high praise. I'm not saying he is Aaron Donald or the second coming of Aaron Donald. I'm just saying when you talk for, with people that follow that Pittsburgh program, they'd say, yeah, he's probably the, the next best since we've had Aaron in that Navy and gold. I think that's is it, or it's more yellow. I'll be yellow. Honest. Yeah, I don't say navy. It's yellow. That's that pit yellow. Call it that pit yellow. <laughs> Got a lot of friends that you know they went to the University of Pittsburgh, so they call it the pit yellow. So I guess in the uh, city of Pittsburgh, they have their own version of what you know yellow is. You know, like LSU, we call it gold, the purple, purple and, and gold. gold. But I always thought it was just yellow. But it, again, everybody sees things differently. It's very true. D, I'll get your take on what Rashad is going to be able to offer this defensive unit. Because, I mean, we've talked about the Titans that last year it was a real struggle on pass rush. You tried to bring in Jadavion Clowney, Vic Beasley. Neither one of those worked out. So this year you go in free agency, you get Bud Dupree. But outside of Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, a lot of uncertainty still at that outside, that edge rusher position. And is Weaver going to be able to, one, play, like I said, we got to get into his legal situation. But two, if he is, what type of impact is he going to be able to come in and make once we get started for the 2021 season? Now, as it relates to his legal issue, very quickly, since we last talked, there's not been much news to come out there. What we do know is that right around the time of the draft, Rashad Weaver was accused of being into an altercation with a woman outside of a club late one night, or I guess early one morning. but he had been charged with simple assault. He and his attorney have denied all the allegations that are out against him. He is still expected to have to go for a preliminary hearing. And I want to make sure that I give you the correct date on that because I do know it is at a certain time during the season. Weaver's preliminary hearing is set to take place in Pittsburgh on October 5th. And that will be two days after the Titans go and face the New York Jets it's a situation to where the allegations were he grabbed a woman by the neck, 
He then pushed her to the ground. When he pushed her to the ground, she hit her head. She went home, but then a few days later said that she was throwing up. She went to the hospital, was diagnosed with a concussion. The reports from witnesses, somebody said they saw him hit her. Somebody said they didn't see him hit her. It's still a lot of hearsay. We're still trying to figure out exactly what happened. But again, Weaver has denied all of the allegations. And at this point, we'll just let the courts determine what exactly is going to come of this situation. Now, D, I do understand why some Tennessee fans are upset because this was something where you thought you probably would have had your scouts come across before drafting Weaver. Obviously, that didn't happen. Mike Vrabel did say that they have went through their normal evaluation process. They're going to continue to do that, just basically giving a bunch of coach speak, not saying anything outside of the realm. So it is, it is still up in the air whether they actually knew about this incident before they drafted Rashad or not. So I don't know if we'll ever get clarity on whether they did know about it before or not, but that's where we currently sit. And like I said, we'll just wait and see what happens. Once this thing goes to court, we'll leave that situation there for now. We will go ahead and we will have our conversation as if everything does check out. He is able to play and talk about what Rashad Weaver offers as a member of the Tennessee Titans team, what he can do on this defense, primarily from that outside linebacker edge rusher position, because he is a guy that is very versatile. And you look at his playing abilities he's somebody that doesn't exactly necessarily just fit one scheme you could move him around a good bit and utilize him in several different ways and so d i trust your football acumen more than i do my own but what What? you trust me i i I, I trust you man i know i got a big ego but i i will uh defer to you when we're talking about you have a a big ego i have a big ego i i hate to say it Um, as as humble as humble as i usually am I'm the humblest a lot of the time, but I guess in this one situation, I don't know. I feel like being honest today or something. I, oh I don't know what it goodness. is. Something must be in the water. But, Denard, tell me, my friend, whenever you're looking at Rashad Weaver, what is it about his game that stands out to you? What is he able to offer this Tennessee Titans defense? Well, first I want to say now, I believe. I definitely believe now. A man of your own words just admitted the truth, and I thank you for that. But... On a lighter note, I would like to say this. You know what I love about Rashad Weaver more than anything else, Debo? What is that, my friend? I like his middle name. (laughs) I love his middle name. Is it Walker? No! Or is it Denard? No! I have honestly no clue what his middle name is. You want to know what his middle name is? You didn't do your homework. I did not. Not not as far as middle (laughs) names and whatnot there. It's Capone. Hmm. Capone. That is a sweet middle name, man. If I ever have kids again, I'm naming my son. <laughs> His middle name, Capone. <laughs> you gotta be a bad dude for somebody to call you, hey, Capone. That is, you, you imagine how many people you know with the middle name of Capone? Not many. You know, I think I a lot of people any. try to get away from that name after how. We'll yeah, just put it easily a, how bad of a person Al Capone was. I know yeah. he's, he's notorious as I know far a lot as of the rappers gangster. that go by the name Capone, but I don't know any. Not many parents are wanting to name their right. kid <laughs> those are just, Capone. Yeah, those are just made-up names. But you know what, D, let me just say this. is 
Man, I just, I get really excited, you know, because there's something special about that fourth round. I don't know what it is about those fourth rounders, but it seems like when guys get picked in the fourth round, they end up having a great career. And I'm looking at Rashad, and when I get a chance to just look at his measurements, 6'5", 270 pounds, then not to mention, you said it best, is versatile. The versatility that he's been able to show over the last four years at the University of Pittsburgh is amazing. He is a warrior. He's a beast. And you know who? There's a lot of similarities. Like when I was getting a chance to break him down, one guy came into my mind that I used to love as a player and I played against. And he reminds me so much of Rashad. You remember Adelius Thomas? I, I'm aware of him. I'll be honest. I don't remember watching him play. He was a great player out of the University of Southern Mississippi. He was drafted in the sixth round of the 2000 draft by the Baltimore Ravens. And the thing that I love most, because I played against him, was A.T. We, they used to call him A.T. Adelius was, he was a great player. But he came, he was from the sixth round. And what you loved about him was the versatility that he was able to show. He started off on special teams, you know. And so imagine a defensive end, 6'5", just like Rashad, 270, 280 pounds, playing special teams, punt, punt, return, kickoff, kickoff, return. That's what you want. That adds value. That adds value to you as a player, which means that that's what they look for. The more you can do, the better. It is for you, and you will basically, well, I'm sorry, it can translate into a job. That's the way it works. The more you can do, the better it is for you. And when coaches, when they're looking for a player and when they're evaluating them, they're always looking to see, can he perform on special teams? Because let's just face it, when you're a rookie, nine times out of ten, you're going to end up playing special teams for a few years. Because if you look at the players that he have in front of him, you're talking about we went on and got Danico Autry from Indy. You got Laurel, who we drafted last year in the fifth round from North Carolina State. Jeffrey Simmons. Then when you talk about versatility, he can play outside linebacker. He can drop back and pass. You know, and you got guys like Harold and Derek. And you remember what I alluded to last week? The way that you learn how to play this game is to look at the player in front of you. They're going to teach you everything that you need to know. So I'm just really excited what he brings to the table, not just his measurements, but the fact that he's smart. D, check this out. You know what I love about Rashad is that he represents what I call a true student athlete. He is a young man who graduated with a dual bachelor's degree in business information system and finance. He's already in grad school at the University of Pittsburgh. So that should tell you he embodies everything that you want in a student athlete. School comes first, your athletics comes second. But then let's just talk about his play on the field, D. That's why he was drafted. Why? Because John Robertson and the coaching staff, Mike Vrabel, they looked at not only his versatility, but the potential. And that's what I see when I look at Rashad. D, he's a beast. Let me tell you something. When you watch him on film, I go back to this Miami game, and he was all over the field. And what I love about him is he showed his true athleticism. He showed his power in just one play. And I talk about these, I talk about the film because there was one play in particular in the Miami game two years ago. 
and he's able to basically get off of a block. I didn't see one guy in probably about 15 to 20 plays that I evaluate him that blocked him one-on-one. So he's able to, when he gets his hands on you, he can bull rush you. He can basically run past you. And he's able to do so much. He brings so much to that defensive end position that we felt like last year is where we lacked in production, especially at getting to the quarterback. And he left the ACC in two years in quarterback hurries. So again, when I talk about this play, when they were playing Miami, his ability to shed off the tackle, get off the tackle, and at the back, who basically was going to turn, he was going in initially, he turns out, okay, he redirects. But when he, he's able to shed that block, he's able to tackle the, the uh, running back. Because if he don't get the back, the back is going to score. And that's what you want to see. That's called potential to be great. They, I'm telling you something. I'm very excited about this young man. I know that, you know, he's got a little bit of baggage that he has to deal with from his past. If he comes in with a, you know, again, a clear mind and a clear conscience and basically comes in and willing to learn, he can be a very, very great player for a long time. D, you're talking about our, really our front seven when you're looking at this defensive unit, man. And last year, obviously, the problem was being able to get to the quarterback. And that is a situation to where you talked about the quarterback hurries that Rashad Weaver was able to rack up while he was spending time at Pittsburgh over the last couple of seasons. But I'll tell you this, man. When it comes to eating, I, I want I want our defensive ends, our outside linebackers, that just edge rusher position in general. I want them to eat that quarterback, man. And, but I, I need these guys. I need these guys jacked. I need them. I need them taking in that protein. I need them to get ready to just really feast on these opposing teams that we're going to be playing against. But man, speaking of food, the best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you will ever eat won't come from your grocery store. You'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted, and I have to agree. And Jamie Simonoff, creator of the Ring Video Doorbell, invested in Moink. So join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now, and listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you will ever taste, but it's only for a limited time. Spelled Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash believe. That's Moink, box.com slash believe. Moink meat is so delicious. I love it, and you will too, so go get Moink right now. D, transitioning back to talking about Rashad Weaver and him coming to this team, he's in a situation to where after this year, we're not sure whether Harold Landry will be getting another deal with the Titans. Just currently looking at the way the roster stacked up, he might not be expected to have to start it all this year. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully that Bud Dupree, Harold Landry get through the year just fine. They're playing at a high level, and you're not having to necessarily rely on Rashad to be a a three-down player. But on the off chance he does have to step in, do you see him at a point to where he's able to contribute right now? Or is he a guy that you expect to have to get some more work in before he's at that point where you see him being a quality player for this team? Well, we all have to put in the work first. That's the first thing that for any player, even if you're a veteran, you still have to put in the work. But let me just say this, D, is in this business, in pro football, it is a business. You never know. You know, take the situation in Dallas 
let's go back about four years, four years ago. There was a young man out of Mississippi State by the name of Dak Prescott that they Dallas ended up drafting in the fourth round, 135th overall in 2016. He was now, 135th Dallas, overall too? Excuse me? He was yeah, 135. Yeah, the okay. 135th pick in the 2016 overall draft. Now, when he basically came to Dallas, nobody in the state of Texas or the city of Dallas was expecting this young man who had a great career at Mississippi State to come in as a rookie and start, you know, because we already had a great quarterback in Tony Romo, who was a great analyst now for CBS. But, you know, he basically, if I'm Dak, I would have had the same mindset to come in and learn from really a great quarterback that put in 13 years in the National Football League. But again, Tony Romo went down. All of a sudden, Dak Prescott was inserted into the starting lineup. You never know what's going to happen in this league from day one. It's such a game of attrition. It's such a tough game that guys, you know, they get hurt. You know, this one thing that's inevitable in the National Football League, not only just pain, but you're going to see some guys go down. We saw that last year with Taylor Lewan. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. So your mindset when Rashad comes into training camp, he's in there now for the mini camps, is I got to watch the guy in front of me because the way it is now is that at any time, you got to get ready. To, you got to be ready to go. And when I think about Dak Prescott, you look, what, fast forward a few years later, what, five years? Now, what are you talking about? He's the highest paid quarterback, not only the highest paid player in the league now. Rashad, there's a lot of similarities. What I'm talking about, similarities, I like to go back to Adelius Thomas. When Adelius was coming out of Southern Mississippi, a lot of the scouts were thinking a six-rounder from USM. You know, this guy's going to basically, in about three or four years, maybe he can develop into a good player. Well, AD end up end up developing to a Pro Bowl player. He was a two-time Pro Bowl player. In 2002, two years after being drafted, he's started 12 games for Baltimore. You know why? Because he had a chance to learn from Peter Bulwer and Michael McCreary who was two of the great defensive ends back in the late 90s and early 2000s. So when he comes in here, the first thing that I would tell this young man, if I'm a coach and if I'm Terrell Williams, who's a defensive line coach, is I want you to mimic, I want you to emulate everything D'Amico Archer is doing. Everything Jeffrey Simming does, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to follow these guys. I want you to do everything that they're doing. You know why? Because I have to get you ready for day one. I have to get you ready for the game one. That's just the way it works in this business. So he might be a player that we see uh, come September, the first game of the season. He might be inserted into the starting lineup. Coach Rabel did have to say while the Titans were having their rookie minicamp that when you were looking at Weaver and how he was performing, because obviously Coach Rabel was asked about his situation and what it means moving forward from a legal standpoint, but Coach Rabel didn't really try to get into that. He just wanted to say that so far he is doing a good job as taking taking in the coaching and he's trying to be a good teammate. So obviously that's a good start. Don't really know to expect a whole lot so far. But D, just kind of going back to our conversation just there and talking about you. Obviously we know it could be next man up at any point. You never know when you're going to go down. Rashad's situation in 2019 when he missed his entire season was that was an injury sustained during practice. It wasn't yeah. something that happened in the game. So you just at any moment you could be thrust into a position where it's like, all right, I got to go and I got to be ready. What is it that question out of nowhere, but for some of these guys that you just see come in, they're usually lower rounded draft picks. They are thrust into the situation to where they're having to play at an early position, even though they weren't necessarily expected to at the beginning of, we'll say camp or 
of the preseason, but because of injury or what have you, they have to be there. What is it about those guys in particular that is allowing them to be successful? Why do you like? Is is there a trait that you can kind of just step back and spot, and you're like, okay, I can kind of see why this guy was able to take off when he did. Is there? And I understand no, every situation you know, is going to be different, but yeah, that's why you can't listen to these experts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think about it. You know, one of my flair, favorite players of all time was Jared Allen. Jared Allen was a monster, and he what. One of the best to play defense in, long-time Kansas City, Minnesota Vikings. Great career. Guess where he was drafted? What round he was drafted in? I honestly have no clue. Fourth rounder in 2004, the 126th pick. Brandon Marshall, 119th overall. Dak Prescott, we already talked about, 135. One of my old, Elvis Dumerville in 2006, 126. Geno Atkins, who played along, still playing for Cincinnati, 120th overall. Jahari Evans. You know what it is, D? Is a lot of times these scouts, these experts, they get it wrong. That's why you find players like Antonio Brown in the sixth round from Central Michigan had an illustrious career. You know why? They're hungry. They're hungry. And when you're hungry, D, and you got that grit and you got that fight in you, anything is possible. And I see that with Rashad. He has a lot to prove. He has a lot to prove, and he is underrated. Let me tell you something, D. You just alluded to that ACL surgery. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just alluded to that ACL uh, tear that he had in 2019. But guess what? He came back in 2020 and was a first-team All-American. And a lot of scouts believe he should have been taken a lot higher than the fourth round. But that happens. That's the draft. And I was telling a good buddy of mine, Charles Amenahay, who's a starting uh, D tackle now for the Houston Texans, who was drafted fifth three years ago out of the University of Texas. He was drafted in the fifth round. I said, the only thing you want to do is just get in. Okay, that's it. It's kind of like going from high school to college. They got all of these five stars, four stars, two stars, and then the one star. But how many times have you seen personally where the one star develops into the star player and the five star where we never hear from him. We see it all the time. Think about Justin Jefferson right now for the Minnesota Vikings, you know, coming out of St. Rose, Louisiana. He was a one star recruit. Now he, he was a first round draft pick and now he might be the best receiver in the league or the best young receivers in the league. It happens all the time. And when guys are drafted in the later rounds, they feel like sometimes they have more to prove than guys that were drafted in the first round. And it's just a mindset. It's, that's all it is, D. It's just a mindset. Yeah, personally, I think a lot of it just has, has to come down to that opportunity and someone making the most of it when you're presented with it. You never know if you're going to get it again. So if you do have that shot, you have to make sure that you put everything into it. I do think a lot of guys, there's a lot of just maturing. Some of them have to make and a lot of times the game just eventually comes to them, whereas at certain positions in their past, something just wasn't clicking mentally, and they've always had the physical tools, but for whatever reason, I mean, they always talk about the game. It's There's a lot more mental aspects to it than there is from a physical standpoint, and so getting your body to just work in rhythm is something that takes some players a little bit longer to flush out than some of the others, and so once they do have those moments start to click, you then see them take off, and the game just comes to them. Now, I know that you do look at some guys that are 
really highly touted coming out. I mean, I know Derrick Henry was a second rounder, was a guy who won the Heisman. But if you look back to his first year or so in Nashville, you were just like, eh, it's, yeah, it's not looking that great. Yeah, it's not looking good. Ron Tannehill, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and coaching. First rounder, from, you know, with, when the Dolphins took him in the first round. Yeah. It didn't necessarily pan out him, uh, pan out there in Miami, but guess what? When he got to Tennessee, look what happened. He took off. Sometimes it's the system. Yeah. The system sometimes can make you or break you. I, I say this all the time, dude. If I was drafted anywhere else other than Tennessee, I never would have. And, I, and I'll say this. I wouldn't have lasted so long in the National Football League. Okay? And I'm being honest. You know, if, if I was drafted, let's say, if I was drafted to Oakland or Minnesota, I don't think that I ever would have pan, I don't think I would have panned out. But being able to go to Nashville, playing for a coach like Jeff Fisher, who was a defensive-minded coach, a former defensive back at the University of Southern California, a player that was drafted in a 1981 draft by the Chicago Bears, was a punt returner, a really good punt returner. Unfortunately, Coach Fisher got hurt. That's how he ended up getting into coaching. But one of the things that I loved about Coach Fisher, he can take guys like Denard Walker, who were basically raw, who were just players that just, they, they're late bloomers, okay? And what do they do? They work with you. They take your talents. They take your weaknesses. And they learn how to basically take those and continue to build on those weaknesses so your weaknesses will one day become your strengths. And when you have coaches that will take the time and to help mold you into a better player, then you can have, you know, that's how guys end up making it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like I, I don't think, I know who Tom Brady is if he's not drafted by the Patriots. Exactly. I, I think he had to have that system. That's the only way. I mean, he had to have a guy that was, one, playing behind Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Had that system to where it wasn't, everything was focal on the quarterback at the point. Had a great defense surrounding him his entire first, like, 15 years in the NFL. So it just happenstance that that was the system he was put in, and it was one in which it enabled him to flourish and grow and turn 18 into, years in one system. Yeah, to turn into one of the best quarterbacks in the game. So, If not the greatest of all time. Uh, no, don't you say it. But let me just say this. You know, I, I hear a lot of young players today. They, it, it, it just it really upsets me when I hear players talk about he's a system player. You know, the system is what made him. Well, of course. It's hard enough to play in one system. That's why you see a lot of players that will get a lot of money and then go to places in free agency and they don't pan out. Because there's always, I don't want to say the cliche because David would get on me, but I, I will say this, is that's what happens. It's hard enough to make it in one system. That's why you start to see when guys start going in their third system, they don't necessarily pan out. Sometimes you might, the grass is greener on the other side for some players like Ryan Tannehill. You know, and maybe it'd be this for Sam Darnold. I mean, look what happened. He goes to New York in 2000. He's the man. What was it, the third pick? In the 2018 draft, the system. But maybe Matt Rule, he, he sees the talent in Sam Darnold and says, hey, maybe what I'm trying to do, I can show him a different way. And maybe that's what would end up resurrecting his career. That happens. Ask you this question on the way out as we're kind of getting up against it. The last couple of years, the defensive ends haven't exactly fared great for the Titans. So is 
Rashad Weaver walking into a good system that is going to allow him to develop. I know Mike Vrabel's a defensive-minded guy, but I mean, when I look at some of these defensive ends that we've had so far, it's been a struggle for some of them. I think a lot of them haven't played near to their full potential. And so I'll, I'll leave you with that. Does that concern you at all? Is that something that fans should be like, hmm? Time would tell. I'll give you two names. <laughs> I'll give you two names here. Because sometimes if it's like player after player, then what happens is, is sometimes the coaching staff will actually change because they will bring in a new coach sometimes to basically get the best out of a lot of young players. You know, that happens all the time. We saw that happen in Cleveland. Here's your old coach. He he was out of the door, and then here comes Kevin Stefanski. We talked about who was the coach? Um, Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens. You know, Kitchens was the. I know Freddie quite. Sorry, well. there's a lot you have to think about whenever you're going through Cleveland's history. I know it was so many decade. days. I was thinking, what? There's been 20 of my coaches over the past what 20 some years. <laughs> so I was thinking about Freddie Kitchens. He was the offensive coordinator there. You know, in Baker's what second or third year. And then all of a sudden, we saw the, like the process. We saw Baker getting better, but he still wasn't where I'm sure the people of Cleveland said he, we think he should be at. What did they end up going and do? They went out and got a hot name by the name of Kevin Stefanski, who was the offensive coordinator at Minnesota. Now we know he can coach because we looked at what he's been doing when he was at Minnesota, basically putting up record numbers with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. So they bring in that young gun, that hot coach that we were just talking about earlier. Bring Kevin Stefanski in, and now, boom, we're talking about Cleveland next year. Probably a lot of experts are saying that they might be the team representing the AFC South uh, in the Super Bowl. Next, I mean, the AFC next year in the Super Bowl. And if you're Tennessee, you got to look at two coaches. you got to look at your defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen, and you got to look at the defensive line, Coach Terrell Williamson. you got to say, listen, Coach, we have a lot of talent, but we don't see no production. And in the National Football League, if there's no production at that position, guess what? There will be a change made, unfortunately, at the very top. And that's with coaches and D coordinators. We see that all the time. So, again, a lot of that might have to do with the scheme. I don't know. I'm not inside. But when you go inside, then that's when you can see for yourself. Yeah, we'll continue to discuss on this throughout the offseason because we talked about it. I mean, the Titans' defense this year, they got rid of a lot of their players. And we said, all right, are you going to give us a new defensive coordinator this offseason? Obviously, the team's not played as well defensively since Dean Pease had left. And now you got Shane Bowen put in as that defensive coordinator at that defensive coordinator position. You're looking at what this staff and John Robinson viewed as a personnel issue, not a scheme issue. And so with those guys getting to handpick a lot of their players that are now going to be playing and starting for this defense, We'll see whether it was a player issue or if it was a coaching issue. And that is something that I think a lot of Titans fans are really holding their breath about because I don't see this offense being a reason that limits you to winning. I mean, I mean this offense, if you, if you pair them with a good defense, can easily get you 12 or more wins. Anyone will agree with that. This could be the most electric offense, one, in the history of the Tennessee Titans, and two, in the NFL this coming season. So it's like, can that defense pull their weight, actually be able to put you in a position to win majority of your games and get you, one, representing the AFC South again, and then, two, can we get back to that AFC Championship game? And if we do, what happens once we get there? A whole lot to really determine and to play out as we go throughout the course of this offseason, through the summer, once we get into training camp, and then eventually once the season gets here. But it'll be fun, and 
That's why they play the game, so we can continue to enjoy what they're putting out there and see if it is going to be to the liking of Tennessee Titans fans. I'm most excited to see how Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry are able to exploit defenses, but I am most intrigued to see how this defense makes a step from where they were last year to this coming season. And I'll leave you all with that. But we'll be back next week. D, we're going to be talking about a guy from your alma mater in Racy yes. McMath. Racy. As we continue our meet the class, getting into the six-round pick. We only got two guys left to discuss for the Tennessee Titans 2021 draft class. But that is going to do it for us today, Denard. Thank you, as always, my friend. To the listeners, as always, man, we appreciate everything you do for us. We appreciate you tuning in each and every week. And we hope that you all have a fantastic rest of your week. But for Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.